So I still wake up early, but the kookaburra is a far better alarm clock than the jingle jangle of whatever it was going beside my bed. God Love You was his favourite. Yeah. He was an Irishman yeah. and he used to say to me, he said, Skip, his father would say, when I would ask as a young boy, yeah. he'd say, Dad, are we rich? Mm. And his father would always answer, yes, son, we are rich, but one day we'll have money. Yeah. Hey, you've just joined A Journey with Bernie. Greetings, my dear friends, and thank you so much for joining me and today's wonderful guest. My name is Bernie Kelly, and I'm your very enthusiastic show host. Why? Because I woke up this morning, and I don't know about you, but I'm still breathing. I've been expressing my joy for life as a corporate leadership and team-building coach for 30 years now, but I've also loved working in the schools, guiding students and our young ones just to open up their eyes to see more, to do more, to be more. I'm an explorer who wants to take you and them to the summit of Kilimanjaro. Hey, how about the base of Mount Everest or the intrigue of the Peruvian Machu Picchu or that epic spiritual adventure across northern Spain? The Camino. Yes, I'm a lover of nature and I am a consumer of life. And that's why this podcast exists. You see, it's a simple exploration of what you and I need to do to find greater love for self, to inspire our own sustainable inner happiness, and to discover greater meaning in our humble lives. Of course, I don't have the answers. But that's why each week you and I will explore the life purpose and the perspectives and paradigms of our wonderful podcast guests who will share with us their strategies, their thoughts, their actions that just might bring greater meaning to our lives. Hey, we're all on this journey, folks. So today, let's together put on our hat of curiosity and explore life's possibilities. And let's do it together on this episode of A Journey with Bernie. Well, dear listeners, welcome to another episode of A Journey with Bernie. And I'm so excited that you have decided to give your time to this particular episode. I love our guest this morning. I'm a self-declared fan of uh, Ian Skippen. There is one thing that is certain when you're with Skip. It's guaranteed fun. It's guaranteed laughter. It's guaranteed full of life. I can't even promise you I'm going to get through this podcast with anything meaningful, but I know we're going to have a hoot. Many of my guests will send me a bio and they will give me two pages of their athletic achievements, their business achievements, their life achievements, even what they did yesterday. Ian sends me, despite all the things that he's done in his life, and he's had an incredible one, he sends me no more than around about, you know, seven or eight sentences. Can I read it to you? Here we go. And Skip, please respond. Born and bred Brizzy, 
birthday coming up. Please, nothing too expensive. You'll embarrass me. How old are you turning, pal? 72. 72. Uh, I want to be a 72-year-old juvenile delinquent. <laughs> I want to die a juvenile delinquent. My wife reckons I'm on track. You're getting a taste of it already, folks. You're getting a taste. And by the way, he is on track. He is on track. But the first six years of your life were spent living above the Alex Gow funeral directors at Petrie Bite because... That was Dad's employment. Yep. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about Dad. Well, he worked for Alec Gow Funeral Directors in Brisbane as a, well, he, he was a, a clerk and rose to be a, a manager. Right, but I yeah, saw a lot yeah. of stuff and I, I grew up in the city. Yeah, yeah. And I think my love of Brisbane was right there. Wow, okay. Because I, okay. Was, I was a city boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in yeah. the times when night watchmen would come along and with a long pole <laughs> on their bike and they would turn off <laughs> lights down towards the valley. Was that only happening like 60 or 70 years ago? Yes. Mate, things had changed in quick. The fi- in the 50s. In the, the 50s. Things had changed very, very quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know, those night watchmen don't have bikes yeah. anymore. Now, mate, you progressed. Listen to this, folks. He was a Boy Scout from Cubs through to Rovers, Brisbane Gang Show. What's the gang show, mate? Well, the gang show was a review. It's still going today. Yes. And I was at Oakley Cubs, Oakley Scouts, and a guy there, Matt Jorgensen, decided Mm -hmm. we should go and be part of this Brisbane Gang Show. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole stack. It would have been probably 20 Oakley Scouts going right through Mm -hmm. up to uh, senior scouts and scout leaders in the gang show back in uh, 1960. So, um, and I was a boy soprano, so. Got a highlight for us? Ah! (laughs) I I didn't want to be a boy soprano, but... um, I was happier being on a sporting field, but I had, I guess, and I'm thankful, I was blessed with a a beautiful boy soprano voice. Mm -hmm. And I never thought my voice was going to break. I was 16, (laughs) I could still hit high, I was still a boy soprano. And I thought, oh, are they ever going to descend? What is happening here? (laughs) I had lumps beside my ears. I thought they've got to come down sooner or later. So I, I was 16 and still a boy yeah, soprano. Yeah, yeah. So through that and singing solos, the Brisbane Gang Show and another guy and I, outside of Scouts, we won the Brisbane Boys duet at the Brisbane of Stedford. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, with yeah. Owen Riley. Yeah. And, uh, so now let me know, have you still got it? What, singing? Are you, are you still got the singing voice? Oh, hey? You know, I like to think I Well, I here, I'm going to put you to the test right now. I'm going to just pick a song from nowhere, okay? I'll lead in and I just want to see whether you, you can enjoy it. Are you going to pick the song I'm going to pick the song? Oh, I might not know the words. I could do April song in, April Sun in Cuba like the Prime Minister, but oh, I'm not going to do that. But I can only hum it. I can only hum it. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Bee Gees. Oh. Bee Gees. Here we go. Ready? Hi. Smile, an everlasting smile. A smile can bring you near to, to me. me. Don't ever let me find you gone. You know the words. Cause that would bring a tear to me. You think that I don't even mean a single word I said. It's I think we only words. And words are all I have, so take this heart. I'm, 
I have no doubt we're going to get an email from Barry Gibbs very, very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> He's still off. got it, folks. He's I still got it. I to harmonise with myself even. Hey, tell us about how you moved into radio because people would know the name of Ian Skippen associated with morning radio for, what, 30 years, mate. You were the voice of... Well, I was one of them. Yeah, you had a very, very prominent profile in morning radio. Well... How'd you move into it? I always wanted to. From the first, I, as a little fella at Petrie Bite on top of Alec Gow, we had one of those big old radios, the big mantle, the big upright radio. And I, um, I, I just was fascinated by voices coming out of there and music and I can still remember a song that resonates. To, there was a man called Peter, which I think is a religious song, really. Mm. There was a man called Peter. Da, 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 da. There was a man called Bernie. So... <laughs> The radio captivated me. Yeah. So there was a time when there was no television. So I grew up listening to the adventures of Hop Harrigan, Captain Silver and the Sea Hound, and Yes What? And all those, there was radio serials. So I was into those. And I just, I was captivated, fascinated. And when the exhibition was on, the Echo mm. in Brisbane, mm. a radio station was do outside broadcast from their caravans. Well, yeah. I'd be like the little kid. I'd be pushing my nose up against the, the glass window thinking, <clears> wow. Look at that guy in there, he's oh, he's spinning discs, he's yeah. doing stuff. I want to do that. So that's all I wanted to do. And I'd talk to guidance officers at school, at Newmarket State High School, and say, um, <laughs> and I said, what do you want to do, son? What do you want to do in life? So, well, I want to be a disc jockey, radio announcer. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. What do you really want to do? I said, no, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I want to do that. So I was a class clown at school. I didn't really focus too much. I know that 32% of economics when I was doing senior, which is year 12 now, 32% is common sense because I did no study whatsoever for economics in an exam. I got 32%. So I thought, well, you know, that must be 32% of just stuff that you know. That's it's mm-hmm. common sense. Mm-hmm. Didn't go down well with the, uh, the school teacher, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. So um, School was a thing that I did and my sister was so much smarter, my older sister. Yeah. She finished school at junior because that's yeah. what girls did then, didn't go on. I went on to senior, probably should never have, and uh, when I left senior I got bugger all as a pass and I ended up yeah. going to the Brisbane City Council Transport Department mm. and working there and doing an air TV, a radio announcing course while I was doing that. And then that's, yeah. yeah. But what's fascinating for, for me is at a very early age you saw something and you said, that's who I want to be. And I wonder how many other young listeners here also see something at a very early age but let go of it in the process of life and I wonder why but you somehow were able to stick to it. You found a way to take that seed and you watered it and you made it your reality. Can you comment upon that that process and maybe why others don't do that? I didn't know how I was going to do it. Yeah. I sent an audition tape. I did it with a mate of mine to 4BC. In his bedroom, I recorded stuff reading out of a... Um, a music magazine, sent it off to 4BC and didn't get anything, obviously. My mum found an ad in the TV Times magazine that was coming into Brisbane then and she said, look at this, if you're really fair income about what you want to do, 
here's an ad for this Air TV thing. Mm. So I sent off uh, an application to join Air TV and I did that and I got a job in Charleville out of that. And I, I couldn't put an ad in like they had that time in the Courier Mail for the ad at 4VL Charleville. It said, no rockers, mods, surfies, whatever, all these character types, you couldn't put that in an ad now. Mm. Or then, you know, long-haired louts, whatever it said. And so I sent off a photo of me in my scout uniform. <laughs> Didn't say anything about scouts. I got the job at 4VL Charlie. Ah, yeah. yeah. yeah Probably yeah, not because yeah. of my audition tape, because I looked like a, a, a good, young, clean-skinned boy. So what do you say? What do you say to Let's say there's a, some listeners here. Let's hope you got them. That is 16, 17, 18. I just did a head count. There's one. <laughs> What's the singular of audience? Audience. We've got an audience. An audience. At 16, 17, 18 years of age. And he or she sees something. What do you say to that person who at an early age sees that one thing and they have a wish or desire? What do you say to them about uh, pursuing that and making that happen? Your dream, it's yours. So you're going to find a lot of stumbling blocks along the way. But if you are focused, and I, it was in my head and in my soul that I wanted to do it. I didn't know how to do it, but I was singularly focused on being on the radio. Yeah. If you have a dream and you don't lose sight of that dream, no matter what people are doing, like a guidance officer saying, yeah, well, that's really good. What do you realize? Well, I want to be a fireman or a policeman, whatever. So stay on that. Yeah. And what word I saw the other possibilize. Yeah, what's that mean? Well, all things are possible. Yeah. So why do you think that so many get distracted away from that dream? You got any thoughts around because it's okay for us to say that, and yet the reality is for many that that early seed, that early dream seems to be let, that they let go of it. The next thing you know, they're down another pathway. I remember a partner of Price of a major company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A partner of a major company saying to me once, I became a partner because of the pressures that were put upon me at a very early age. I ended into a degree that I really didn't want to do. I've evolved into this this position and here I am at 42 years of age working seven days a week. Yes, I've got, you know, three cars and a $3 million house, but I'll let you know now, Bernie, I'm not happy. I'm not happy as a single human being. Somehow I would believe that that person got distracted along the way from what they maybe wanted to do at a very early age. Any thoughts? Can he comments on that? can be anything from teachers who are guiding a path, parents who <laughs> I've paid for your education and I think this might be good for And sometimes with a young mind, you have, well, blokes, the frontal lobe doesn't kick in until you're, what is it, 30 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women, yeah. girls, earlier. So they might be more focused but there's... There's things along the way that can distract and, and you can be led down a path because maybe it's what a group of friends are doing as well. I know yeah. all these people. Expectations. They're, they're my, they're yeah. my uh, core group. I'm going to go to uni with them. We're going to do business. Yeah. We're going to do our Bachelor of Business. Then we'll do our Masters and suddenly you're into this thing or you start on physiotherapy but I really want to be a doctor mm. uh, or maybe sometimes you plan physiotherapy because you didn't have the the score to get into medicine yeah. and to do that way to get in. Yeah. Look, there's – I think you've just got to hang in there 
and try not to be. That yeah. guy was obviously extremely successful, but he wasn't happy in himself. In fact, <laughs> he was distraught. At 42, 43 years of age, he was distraught about where he'd ended up in his life. And I'm letting you know now, he's a partner earning seven figures. Oh, yeah. You know, but he just wasn't wasn't happy with the whole way that it evolved and, and where he's landed in it. Yeah. Hey, let's move on because part of this bio here also says that right now, after all these years in radio... At 72 years of age, you could not be happier in your life. You're living life to the max. You really are looking after, in your words, the container that you keep your blood in. I think that means his body, folks. You're excellent but improving, and thanks for asking. Signed, Ian Skip, Skippy, Skippo, Dickhead. What's the dickhead bit there, mate? Why would you... Call yourself well, a dickhead. You know, probably people have called me worse than that. I don't care, really. I can I can only do me yeah. and make no apologies for that. So yeah. along the way, you're not going to please everybody yeah. in life yeah. generally. So mm. if people think that, well, that's okay. I'd, I'd have to worry about that. So that's more a reference there, possibly. I call to... myself a dickhead sometimes. <laughs> My wife might call me that sometimes. You dickhead. How do you do that? You've yeah. measured it four times and you've still got it wrong in your home handyman business. Skippo, I would suspect that even already people listening to this podcast just recognise not only the fun, the laughter, the full of lifeness, but they can also hear you know, immense substance in you as a person. I've just got a feeling. Oh, you're talking about me yeah, now. Yeah, I do, substance. mate. I am. I'm Bloody talking about hell. you and substances. <laughs> I'll have to right. check that one. I, reckon... I don't do substances, by the way. <laughs> After a podcast, I will. <laughs> you get it, Skippo. I'm not 100% sure that others get it. And I don't even know what I mean when I say you get it. What do you think you get that others don't get about life? Oh, about life. What I get that you're not going to get today, dear listener, is um, five grand for doing this podcast. <laughs> so that's my get. That's why I got out of bed this morning. Joke, folks. Right, okay. Joke, folks. Yeah. I just, look, life, I don't know if I get life. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a journey. I'm doing a trip with Skip. What a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Has it been taken before? <laughs> So a trip with yeah. I just every day is is something to grab hold of and wring uh, the best out of it that you can and give the best version of Ian Skippin Skip Skippo Skippy Dickhead whatever. Have you always been that way? Was did you wake up where every day was a treasure, where every day was a blessing? I reckon I've done breakfast. I did breakfast radio for so long. Yeah. I'm a morning person naturally. Uh, yeah. I had no problems. Yeah. Some people say, oh, God, I'm going to get out of bed. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I get up and go, bang, I'm in, I'm on. Yeah. And some people can't, my wife can't cope with that. It's all right uh, for you. I need my eight hours sleep, she'll say. Yeah. But you, you get up and you're on and away you go. Yeah. I need time to get into my day. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, even people I worked with, yeah. they, Skip was on. Yeah. Because he's always on. Yeah. But in a, in a way, what I'm learning is almost by osmosis, the mere career that you seeded at such a, as, a, as a young man and then you made happen almost could have been a blessing to you because it demanded that you were on. So consequently, you trained yourself to be on for every day. 
I guess training is a – I used to uh, liken it to, when I was doing breakfast radio, to opening the batting for Australia. <laughs> I had to focus on – because I'm a cricket tragic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I focused on a preparation yeah. to open that microphone and be ready to go. Yeah. So stuff I did the night before, yeah. the morning of, yeah. and I was on because that was my thing. Yeah. But even though I don't do that anymore, yeah. I still hit the floor of a morning and I'm I'm on. Yeah. And Were you always on as a as a kid? As well, a boy? probably I was. I, yeah. I I was a bit um, a bit uh, not hard to control, but I I guess <laughs> I was a challenge. I was a, the only boy. I was I've got an older sister, three years older. Then there's me in the middle, yeah. and a younger sister, fifteen months younger. So I was the boy, and my mum. Couldn't control me. Skippo, I can't control you here in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I know when I left home to go out to my job in Charleville, yeah. at the bottom of the stairs at uh, 8 Milford Street, Alderley, where I grew mm. up in Brisbane, had my little 100E prefect uh, side valve uh, packed up with my goods and chattels mm. to go and she said, son, this is probably the best thing for both of us. Mm. And I was a month off, 20. Mm. And I'd been... I, she would say I was easily led. I didn't yeah. choose friends really well at school because they're always the guys who were a bit boisterous and a bit one foot left of centre. Because I was a, a goody two shoes, I guess, because I was a boy scout. Yeah, yeah, you know, do yeah, the right yeah, thing, yeah. be prepared, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was probably leaning towards the adventures that the other boys could take me on. Sometimes mm. they weren't probably good, you know. Mm, mm, but. Mm. What do you say to anybody who wants to know, how how do I turn myself on every morning? What do I need to do to turn myself on? How can I live life to the fullest and see every day as an opportunity to maximise my life? How do you do that? Well, it's a new day, a new start. The day before is gone, you're dead. Wow, wow. Say that one more time, please. It's a new day, it's a new start. The day before, what's gone before, your life before is dead. Buddy, I'm going to throw it back at you. You are saying that yesterday is the past, and as far as you're concerned, it's irrelevant. Today is the day. Yeah, what's, <sighs> what you've done before doesn't mean a lot because and what you're going to do tomorrow, so do it today because you might be here tomorrow. Mate, how many people do you think carry the pains of yesterday, the pains of yesteryear into this morning? You know, well, I'm making it up now, but how many people have had, you know, lots of bad cards dealt in their lives and they've got pain and chaos going yep. on, so therefore life's a bitch and they wear it on their T-shirt? A lot of people deal with stuff like that every day and they get through. Yeah. And there's so many deep-seated mental health issues that people are carrying and, and I bless, I'm blessed. I, I haven't had to deal with too much of that shit in my life. A lot of people get dealt a shitty card and never get over it, never get out of it. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how I, I see people and I think, how did you deal with that? How yeah. did you deal with getting breast cancer twice? How did you deal with that cancer coming back and finally getting you but you still smiled every day? Yeah, now, yeah. people have amazing strength and fortitude. Yeah. I probably haven't had to deal with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So far in my life, I don't know what's ahead. So I've yeah. just got to deal with the day as I see it and just go at it a million miles an hour. That might mean, mind you, just putting my feet up on the uh, on the stool and doing a crossword. It might mean just listening to music. It might mean just 
nodding off while I might be doing all of those things. But it's a day where it's yours. It's your, your, your moment. That's it. Skip, you've had moments in your life and they're probably not as disastrous or as chaotic as some of the ones that you've just described. I mean, forgive me for saying so, a couple of the radio stations said goodbye to your uh, your career a- along the way, and I'm sure you've had other pains. Here's my guess. I want you to respond to it, please. I just think you handled pain and suffering differently. I think you had an ability to move on quickly, to see it differently. I may be barking up the wrong tree. Help me out, please. I, it took them a long time to catch up with me. Uh-huh. I had a career of 40 years in radio before I was finally, I, I was sacked for the first time. That was very, very fortunate because <laughs> I have a lot of friends in radio. They go, oh, my God, you've only been sacked once. Ah, I've got eight to go on. But I... For whatever reason, I, I spent a long time at radio stations and I was able to dodge the bullet because mm. I was good. Mm. Doesn't mean to say I always got it right, but I I arrived there every day to do my job and do it to the very best of my ability. Now, there were times when I did have some dark moments. I thought uh, I was getting grief from inside radio, different program directors, different thoughts, and I don't always react to criticism. People don't like being criticised or critiqued, but when you're getting it done every day and some more than others, Mm. if you have a program director, a content director, what they call them now, who is assessing your performance every day Mm. when you come off air, Mm. every day. Now, it can wear you down. Now, I know some people who are damaged forever by that, who have walked away from radio. I dealt with it and got over it but I didn't always react in the best possible way. I just suspect you got over it quickly. How come? How did you do it? What was your mental and emotional response to this? Well, you might have done things you didn't really want to do. Yeah. But you bit your tongue and thought, right, okay, I'll I'll do that that way and carry on. You mightn't have liked it. We don't like a lot of things that happen in our lives, but Mm. I, I did it. Yeah. Because I had a mortgage. <laughs> I just get this feeling, and, and I love listening to my instinct, right? So I'm listening to my instinct right here and now. I have a feeling that one of the major components in your life that lives lives within you is that at all times you're not going to let go of the joy of life. So even when the pains and the chaos has come along, you don't allow them to to dominate for too long because the joy of life is far too important to let go of. I could be barking up the wrong tree. I'm looking at you here, mate. Respond to it. The There were times when if things were not really going well, say, yeah. at a radio station, there was one time in particular, and back to the exhibition in Brisbane, the Ecker. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a stand there at one of the radio stations flogging show bags, all that's all merchandise stuff. And I was there one day and I went off to have a break and I came back and one of the girls in the stand said, Skip, she said, a guy came to see you and uh, his name is Sam Hayburn. He said, I'll, I'll come back later. I see him. Yeah. So I hadn't seen Sam yeah. and I was having a bit of a dark period at, at work at that time. We were dealing with some stuff that was not good. 
So Sam did come back. Yeah. And Sam used to be the uh, the boss of Youth for Christ in Brisbane. Love and I, Sam. And Love I, Sam. No I'd, Sam. I'd done stuff with yeah. him. So he had a book for me called Tough-Minded Faith for Tender-Hearted People. Yeah. And that book I still have, but and it's got his funeral card in there as well, like his mm. uh, service for his funeral. Mm. That's in there as well with my dad's. But it's uh, it's something I look at. Don't look at it every day, but I open up because it's a different page for something every day, and it can be anything from just being positive to dealing stuff. So I thought, now, why did Sam come? Where, how did that happen? Why do those things happen in my life where somebody comes into it and you go, what? Well, thank you. We are mere, this is my thought, we are mere pawns on the chessboard of life. Now, whatever is outside above us or whatever around us is is just shifting us around and they bring Sam into my life. God love you was his favourite. He was an Irishman and he used to say to me, he said, Skip, his father would say when I would ask as a young boy, he'd say, Dad, are we rich? Mm. And his father would always answer, yes, son, we are rich, but one day we'll have money. And that's a good philosophy to have in life. Yeah. We are all rich. Yeah. It's not about money. We yeah. are rich. We're breathing. We're upright. Bingo. The container we keep our blood in is okay, but yeah. you don't know what it's going to do because I too, thinking I'm bulletproof, yeah. I had a heart moment uh, November 25 in 2020, Yeah. my 70th year. Yeah. I thought, I'm bulletproof. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I didn't even know I was having a inverted commas heart attack. Mm. I yeah. still kept going, still mm. kept walking up Mount Cuthbert doing all the thing <laughs> until finally the doctor rings that night after I'd seen the doctor yeah. and she says, um, you're going to hospital. Yeah. I said, why? Well, the blood test showed that uh, troponin, whatever it is, that the enzyme is released if your heart does something in yeah. your body. So where are you? I'm at home. Well, I'll send an ambulance. Helen's on her way. She'll take me. Yeah. So next day I had a stent. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I don't even think about that. Yeah. But now when my doctor says, Ian, you have uh, CHD, I said, and what is that? Chronic heart disease. Oh, really? Well, why don't why, I don't? I, I don't have that. It's me. It's Ian Skipper. I don't have that stuff. And she says, well, I've got it. That's what it's called. That's yeah. the tag I've got to give it. So that's what you've got. And I said, right. I know I've Googled all this stuff. I can, through diet, through exercise, uh, I'll just, I won't take any of this stuff, these statin things or whatever. I just won't take them. Mm. Uh, she said, so what are you going to do, Ian? You're 76 kilos, you're fit. Yeah. Your uh, your diet is pretty good. You exercise plenty. Uh, what are you going to change? Yeah. Just take them, yeah. which I've done. Yeah. But I don't even think about it. Mm. <laughs> All of this journey and this attitude towards life and, you know, the pain and the chaos out of the heart attack there, this has all led you to a a pretty strong routine that you have in the mornings. Now, my guess is is that morning radio taught you, still teaches you to wake up fairly early and I'm aware of of an amazing routine that you have in the morning. Take us through it, but as you go through it, can you explain a little why you do certain things? What's the purpose of your meditation, and all the other stuff you do? I don't know what the purpose is. I'm still trying to find that because I still don't think I'm good at that. But I do it because for years and years, like 40-something years of radio, and most of that time was getting up at Sparrowfart doing breakfast radio. So I was a slave 
five days a week to an alarm clock. So it's a horrible thing that you know you've only got two days a week where you've got time to just not worry about the alarm going off the next morning. So I still wake up early, but the kookaburra is a far better alarm clock than the jingle jangle of whatever it was going beside my bed. Wow. So the kookaburra now, whenever they go off, but I can be awake before they go off, but this morning they were off at, yeah, well, yeah. You probably wake them up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so there's a, I live in the bush, so there's a whole stack of kookaburras around and I hear them for miles away, yeah. but I hear some who are very close by and they go off this morning about quarter to five and they change, of course, as the, the sun gets up later or earlier, whatever, the kookaburra is also adjusting there. Yeah. They're kookaburra What clocks. time do you go to bed? Well, that varies. Last night was about 10.30, but um, I was reading stuff last night and so it could be 11, yeah. could be 9.30. Yeah. So, but I wake up, could be half past three, could be oh. quarter to four. This morning I was awake before, but I got out of bed when the kookaburras really started going about quarter to five. So then I go and do some stuff. And I'm a great, I, I absorb things. I reckon I'm a bit of a sponge for and probably through exposure through radio and I, and just meeting people, yeah, I'll take something yeah. from somebody and go, that yeah. Vim Hoff guy on Instagram, the, the Iceman they call yeah. him, I don't know if you know of him. Don't tell us about him. Well, he's a, he's a crazy Belgian dude who will go and plop his ass on an iceberg <laughs> and, and do that and glacial stuff. He'll just immerse himself <laughs> into he, he gets. I've, I've got images, folks. It's, it's cold <laughs> therapy. The plunge, like for athletes, um, the, the lions might dip themselves into the big ice bath or whatever. Yeah. But he does this stuff. But he also does a breathing technique where he super inhales for 30 times but exhales. Does that 30 times, yeah. then takes in the final breath and then just holds it. Oh, sorry, his final exhalation. So when he lets the last one go, he just lets that go and he holds whatever it is and stops himself from breathing for as long as he can. Mm. So I started doing little bits and then my heart thing came along. I thought, I wonder if that's really healthy for your heart to do that. But now I don't worry. Mm. So I can hold my breath, stay on that for two minutes or sometimes longer. When the alarm goes off, that's the only alarm I have mm. on my iPhone, when it goes off I'll just stay, oh, I can still hold this. I'll mm. Stop, you don't need to breathe. Mm. Listen to your what your thoughts are saying. You don't need to take that breath. But then I do. So you only mm. do that three times. Mm. So that's one. I don't know why I do that. It's a, it's a fad thing, I guess. I don't know. It supposedly does stuff to your, your blood it, with your oxygen in your blood. Yeah. Does something to that. But you must do, you, you must do that because you, you, you have a higher principle of, Honouring a body that's that's just told you recently that it's uh, it's got a cup, it's got an issue, it had a heart issue, and so you choose this because your higher principle says, "What about your body? You know, wh- 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 how do you see your body? I must honour it by doing this particular exercise that you bought into." Well, that's one. And look, I I can abuse my body like anyone can. You might have something, an indulgent thing, you go well, and my wife will say. You've got to live your life. You know, you've got to, if you want to have a brownie, have a brownie. If you want to have a chip, have a chip. If you want to have a Reuben sandwich, <laughs> I'll have a Reuben sandwich. But I would, most of the time, we would eat uh, plant based stuff. But I'll still, I'm not vegetarian, I'm not vegan. Yeah. I will still have meat, but not as often as. 80%? I was 80% plant? 
Um, maybe 60. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after I've done my breathing with Wim Hof, I then go into, and I'm, that is my meditation thing is evolving because once again, being a sponge, I'll read things, I'll listen to things, I'll go, oh, that's how, I'd like to know more about that, um, the TM, Transcendental Meditation. Wow. So I started to do that only by Googling and getting my mantra and thinking, okay. And then a mate of mine was talking about the chakras and the seven chakras. Wow. So in more recent time I've been doing, which is a, a Buddhist thing or yoga yeah, thing, all that. Yeah, yeah, So in more yeah. recent times I've been concentrating on the seven chakras and yeah. starting at the base and then into your um, the um, all the different colours. Yeah, well, yeah, you Come yeah, around yeah, the base yeah, and the, yeah. the genital area, then the solar plexus, yeah, then to your heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. then to your throat. Then to your third the, eye, the pineal gland, and then the crown. There are the listeners top. here who are lost here now. All so right. Just give us a quick definition of a chakra. Well, it's energy. I think there's 72, are they called uh, Nadi, N-A-D-I-S? Oh, okay. There's 72,000 in your body. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's like strings. Yeah. I'm not yeah. an expert on this, guys. So just <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. But there's different colours. So I know the base chakra, C-H-A-K-R-A, yeah. so I've been... You can't make light of having a chakra attack, can you? <laughs> but the base one is a red colour. Then yeah. you come around, well, the, you've got to think of it like these seven discs in your body and they're yeah. rotating. Yeah. But they're all different colours and they're stones that can, yeah. you can hold or colours, a piece of red cloth for the yeah. red. So yeah. concentrate on that. So that's the base one. Then you come around and the creative one is where we have creation in your your creative forces, your genitalia. So yeah. that's that's the creative one. Then you come up to your solar plexus. So that's orange colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow yeah. colour is the um, the solar plexus. That's yeah. the sun, the energy. And then we come up to the green for the heart. The throat <laughs> is aqua. And the um, deep blue indigo is the pineal gland in the third eye. And uh, then the purple is the crown. Yeah. Well, and that's to get to the higher being, whatever that might be. Wow. So, so you do this because... There is a belief that you're connected to something bigger than self. Oh. Something. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're not just, yeah, as I said before, we are pawns on a chessboard. Whatever uh, you think, some things, is, we're being moved by something greater than us. Whether it was, whether you believe in the evolution or the Big Bang Theory or whatever it is, or the Garden of Eden. Your religious beliefs—they're yours anyway. Yeah, mine are mine. Yeah, and I grew up. I had to go to Sunday school. My yeah. mum—I went to St James Church, Kelvin Grove. My grandfather was a church warden. I came from a very. My dad was Methodist. His staunch Methodist. His dad was a Rechabite. Signed the pledge. Never yeah. drank in his life. He was a POW in the First World War. But he. Um, so I had these strong things, but I rebelled. I never. I said, I'm not going to Sunday school anymore. I was 13. Mm. I thought, I'm not going. I've done my communion. Mm. I don't want to know anything more about it. Mm. But it's funny how things evolve in your life and things come back in, whether it's Sammy Hayburn and his book or the good book, yeah. whatever you. There's something, there's something in all these or things. Or a heart attack. Well, yeah, but yeah. there's something. I was blessed, you know, yeah. from whatever. So what are you personally? What are your evidences that that we are connected to something bigger than self? Do you have any? Well, those things I say, there's things that happen in your life and everyone would have something. If you yeah. are open to it, if you're aware, yeah. you could 
there's something that you could draw on right now listening to us and think, oh, yeah, that happened to me once. Was I, That's just a coincidence. Well, there's not a coincidence. Yeah. These things happen if you open yourself to them. Yeah. It even happens more. Yeah. Whether somebody just arrives in your doorstep with a book, yeah. whether someone does a gesture, whether, uh, yeah, it's just I feel that we are all connected by something. Skip, you, you you were talking about your routine before. I'm very aware that I think there is there a walk with you. You go walking in the mornings as well. Well, after I do all my stuff, I didn't get to my eight my eight minute uh, different nostril breathing. Yes, that was a yes, 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 yes. So I, when I do all that, that's what I'm, all my meditating does. Yeah, that depends what I feel like doing. It might be having a workout. I got yeah. my gym gear at home, or heading off into the bush because the bush is I'm surrounded by it, and it's just good to get into. To nature, and some of the greatest thinkers in the world were great walkers, because you do get something out of being at one with nature. And because I'm surrounded by it, and because I was getting up early all the time, I never really, although with Boy Scout hikes and things, I love being in the bush. But now I'm able to, early morning, just head off into the bush and listen to the birds, put my hand on a tree. A regular tree and just. What do you feel? feel? What do you, feel, you do that? What, feel, what happens? I feel energy from the tree. Huh. I feel so. I close my eyes and I can. I can feel almost. And whether it's just my, I can feel like a transferring of energy from oh. that tree. <laughs> now I don't know. That's crazy, but I feel something <laughs> yeah. from a tree. And yeah. the trees do talk to you. The yeah. trees. I talk to the trees. That's why they lock me away. Yeah. But the. The energy from a tree, so trees give off, and the Japanese call it forest bathing. Yeah. And they've done studies and given money to things in Japan where they found even people doing topiary yeah. were getting something from the bush because yeah. a tree gives off um, phytons, that, uh, phytons that protect the tree against disease, insects and everything else, but those oils and things that are in the bush from the leaves and everything else we take them in when we're breathing in the bush. Mm. You take those in and they, they've shown that it is good for your immune system, yeah. blood pressure, just you generally. Everything that is you by being in the bush around trees is yeah. healthy. Yeah. You're, uh, again, listening very, very carefully to everything that you say. I'm reaching a conclusion the guy's an idiot. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Now, maybe I'm not speaking on behalf of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> What's he on? He's crazy. That's thought. Where'd no, that not from? at all because the higher principle that I hear you referring to is that you see ourselves as a spiritual being in a physical form, not a physical being who happens to develop a spirit that only belongs to our lives. You see that we have a spiritual connection with something greater than self. Commentary, please. Well, it's just you and embracing everything that's around you, and that can that's people, that's nature, but everybody has got something for you. You even feel connected to people. Yeah. You feel that there's a spiritual connection with them. Yeah. Because do you love, do you love all people? I do. Explain how is that possible? Well, it's not because there's some people who will try to, in words of somebody once said to me, I've got to teach you how to hate. Yeah. And I thought to myself, whoa, 
How do you arrive at a place in your life where you want to teach somebody how to hate? Because all hate does is destroy the person doing the hating and it eats you up. You And I can't control people who don't like me or hate me or whatever it is. I don't care because I'm really comfortable about who I am and what I am. Make no apologies for that. And when I go through the world, be it down to the coffee shop downstairs or outside, I want to I want to say hello to people. I want to be with people. Yeah. I love being around people. Yeah. I stopped a lady one day walk up the Queen Street Mall. Beautiful old lady, beautifully presented. Yeah. Great hair. I can see you doing beautifully this. Beautifully attired. And I walked past and I smiled and I stopped and I thought, no. So I went back and I said, <laughs> excuse me. And she's probably, ah! <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. She didn't do that. Excuse me. Can I just say... You are the most beautiful being I've seen walking down the Queen Street Mall today. Oh, I said, you Skippo. look fantastic. And she just looked at me and said, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I said, I just had to stop and tell you. Yeah. And off I went. Yeah. Now, she was obviously then 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Yeah. And I had a skip in my step because I uh, felt so good because yeah. that lady responded to something positive. Yeah, yeah. You see, folks, I, I think now... Now we're actually listening to something that I think has been seeded in Ian Skippen for a heck of a long time. So when he got the disappointments in the radio, he's not looking upon those disappointments as necessarily a reflection of himself. He's actually possibly seeing that as a way that other people happen to see him. And because he has so much value and joy and life in himself, he's able to move on quickly. He doesn't bring the past into the current moment. Skippo... I'm trying to summarise all that I've heard this morning. How am I going? Do you know the twice that I was told that's it for you? Yeah. Okay, so the first time I'd had 40-something years and I was tired. I felt and I was so able to, I thought, you've had a really, really good run. Yeah. And if this is the first time they've, they've caught up with you and you're yeah. going to be sacked in three weeks' time, they let us stay on air for the three weeks. It wasn't just me. There was a girl and a guy yeah. as well. I thought, well, you've had a great run and you are – I was worn down, not worn out, but worn down by a process that I wasn't happy with, yeah. I wasn't reacting appropriately with, and I think they thought, well, Skip's being too hard and it's too much trouble, we're going to say that's it. Yeah. And that was okay. So I was able to deal with it really easily. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just – I'm getting off the treadmill and it felt fantastic. Yeah. And when the same thing happened a couple of years later when I was doing talk radio, but that was different because, once again, it was a bonus. I'd never done talk radio before, so I was doing that. But the network was going to bring Alan Jones and Ray Hadley, who, for, if you don't know guys this is um, and ladies, a couple of guys from Sydney who were top-notch broadcasters in Sydney and they were going to do it cheaply by networking. Mm. So that's mm. all it meant. Mm. I still could have been the greatest thing. We did as well as that. <laughs> no, they they never did. Um, the guy who replaced us on breakfast, which um, was with another girl, Loretta Ryan, the guy I was working with, they never did as well as we did. Mm. Mm. And Loretta's still going and she's going very, very well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, Enjoy Loretta every but morning. But I'm happy to be out of it. Do I miss the performing part? Of course I do. Yeah. Because I love, yeah. from a little kid, yeah. I love performing. Yeah. Uh, it's just in me. Call it sacking. They released you. I want to know how, how much, how longer after being sacked or released did you find new life? 
Oh, virtually straight away. <laughs> I thought I was able to just get into the bush. I thought I haven't been able to do this forever. Yeah. I used to run with mates through the bush on these running tracks and mountain bike tracks when I was a runner, but that running is not good for you. It's not good for your knees. So I uh, I was able to just, right, I'm going to explore the bush as uh, by myself and just be at one with nature and it just, it, yeah, it happened. I just, the, nature, the, the bush called me. In the funniest of ways, did you actually feel more, Ian, in that new chapter or was still a lot of Ian back in that, you know, that, 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 that radio? But is it possible that you could actually be released and moved into another dimension of your life in which you actually felt that you were even more real, more authentic? Oh, maybe. Well, still I take my phone in the bush and there's sometimes because Facebook is there and Facebook Live and I just do a video of me talking beside <laughs> a running creek and my boys would say, what were you doing posting that stuff? Or when I finished at um, the talk radio, I started to, I thought, what am I going to do? I was up early and I started to write these great tomes on Facebook and the boys would say, who's going to read that? Why did you write that stuff? Mm. I said, because I like writing mm. and I just I wrote it and I can. Mm. It, Facebook doesn't say that I can't do it so I yeah. just write. Yeah, yeah, but Dad, people, I said, well, I don't care if anyone likes it. I don't look at see, you know, how many likes I got <laughs> or whatever. I couldn't care. It's an outlet for me to write. And they said, you know, you could do a podcast. I said, yeah, I could do a podcast. Do I want to do a podcast? It sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> I'm doing one now. I've, I've guested. <laughs> I've guested on a few podcasts. I probably killed a few as well. Yeah, I do like a trip with Skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. Mm. I don't know. Skip, you're. Um, need I remind you? You're about to turn seventy-two or three. Seventy-two on 70, Sunday, the twenty-seventh of Feb. And please, once again, nothing too expensive. You'll embarrass the crap out of me. <laughs> It's a different chapter of life, eh? Well, it's different than I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, we both got sons and daughters that are uh, or children that are in their, you know, 20s and 30s. You and I remember being the same age. Um, We've never been the same age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I, remember, I know. remember being, you know, building, building our empires, you and radio and me doing all my coaching work you know, 30s, 40s, heading towards 50s, but 60s and 70s, different dimension of life. What do you think is so significant about this part of anyone's life? Well, you've got to know that everybody has a date. Everyone has a date that is coming. Hmm. Now, we don't know when it is. And I said earlier, the Stoic philosophy What's gone before, that's gone. Today is your moment. Yeah. And they say at night, go to bed thinking that you've died. <clears throat> Have you done everything in that day that you could do? Wow. The next day you get up and do it all over again. When you go to bed that night, you think, well, I could die. Yeah. Have you done it? Have you yeah. told that person you yeah. love them? Have yeah. you given somebody a hug? Have you been the best Bernie or Ian you can be in that day? And There'd be times, of course, we, we can't be. We don't. We're not bloody perfect. Would you hope that young listeners would even understand the importance of listening that, living that way, apologies, living that way 
even in their 20s and 30s, to recognise that we're all part of time and time's going to catch up with us. And even though you're you're still young, recognise that at some stage it's going to be all over, therefore maximise today by reaching out to your loved ones right now. See the good in everyone that's around you. These only messages and beliefs and insights that belong to us when we hit 60 and 70, or why can't they be accelerated back to 20s, 30s and 40s? Because there's no blueprint for life. You are learning as you're doing and in your 20s you're thinking you've got all the time in the world, you're bulletproof. So time, you know, you look at somebody who is turning 72, he's an old fart, well, you know, 72, 70 is the new black. 70 is, you know, we're, we're younger thinking than what our mum and dads were thinking. Absolutely. We're doing things. Absolutely. That, so the next generation yeah. coming through are probably thinking differently. Yeah. It'll be a different world. But at 72, I think, okay, my mum is 97, still ticking and got a great mind, body failing, like the Queen's 95. My dad lived to a month off 94 and he was healthy pretty much apart from skin cancer and things. But um, at 72, I think, shit, I'm only 18 years away yeah. from, from 90 if I'm lucky. And life, I love this, life is like a roll of dunny paper. The closer <laughs> to the end, the faster it goes. <laughs> it just seems that. So you've got to make sure. That's why everyone's buying dunny paper from the supermarkets probably. <laughs> oh, jeez, we're running out. Got to get some more. <laughs> you idiot. So mm. I don't know. It's just wisdom. We're learning every day. Yeah. But I I suppose, you know, I'm thinking now. See, okay, from the, as you're younger, read the people who, I know people who only read fact. They will not read any fantasy. Yeah. And we learn, we've got libraries full of books where you can learn Mm. from the people who've gone before Mm. and take something from the wisdom of the Marcus Aurelius Stoic meditations. Yeah. Take something from those. Yeah. But there's something in that for everybody. I just want to mention to our, our listeners, I don't want to sound like some of our American podcasters who have an advertisement. Oh, I, uh, I was going to yeah. do a live read for you. <laughs> an advertisement every 15 minutes. But I do want to take time before I ask you and I to summarise what's been a terrific hour together. I do want to thank Gilberto because Gilberto's business is called The Podcast Boss here at 84 Abbotsford Road, Bowen Hills in Brisbane. And he so believes in what we are doing that he has sponsored these podcasts to a certain extent. It's an evolving business arrangement, but I just love the way that he sees value and the value that he's given to what we're doing here today and what our purpose is. So I do thank the podcast boss for getting behind our attempts to give people some insights into meaning of life. So hand clap for Gilberto. Sound of one hand clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gilberto. Whenever I do a podcast, a trip with Skip, I can tell you I'll be using the podcast boss because when I came in here, he shook my hand, 
I counted my fingers. No, it was all still there. So I thought, <laughs> I trust this man. I trust his equipment. He's got Rode microphones. He's got soundproofing around the studio. He's nodding off in the corner over the last hour while we've been rabbiting on. But he's kept a smile on his face while he's been asleep, actually. So when I want to do a podcast next, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be using the podcast, pod- the podcast boss. boss. But he's got to do it properly. The podcast boss, 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 boss. One of the purposes of our podcast is to make sure that our listeners take away some actions, some steps, some strategies. I don't know what you call it, but I just want to want them to take away something that if they did it, there's a possibility it would add more meaning to their lives. So, Skip, as challenging as this is going to be, I'm just going to mention a couple of words. You respond with an action. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, with an action. Right, and you see if you can do that in one sentence. Now, that is the greatest challenge you've had for a long, <laughs> long time. Okay, here we go. And I'm, I'm going to use some of your words that you've repeated back to those who are listening. Be like a sponge. Soak up everything around you, be it people, be it your environment. Just enjoy what people are bringing into your life and what the world around you is bringing into your life. Why meditation? Because I read about it. My wife did a <laughs> transcendental meditation course and I thought there's got to be something. She stopped doing it. Mm. And I thought maybe I've – and it's a learned thing. So, look, I don't know what difference it's making to me. I trust that it is doing something. If it just gives you a sense of calm, give it a crack. And there's no right or wrong way of doing it. It can be five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes or whatever. It can be a minute. But – you will f- get something from it. What's your definition of meditation? What happens when you meditate? What does it actually do? Well, I, have, I think I'm trying to see things like the colours of the the chakra. I'm trying to witness that <laughs> and I'm, when I'm looking at my third eye and, and I know uh, when I've been meditating and doing Qigong on top of Mount Kutha with my yeah. mates yeah. on a Tuesday morning when we did the walk up the back of Mount Kutha, and we look at the sun because the sun, your pineal gland draws energy from the sun. So your pineal gland is your okay, third eye. Okay. Now, I didn't know that, yeah. but this dentist mate of mine mm. and this natural therapist guy I walk with, they are into all this stuff. Mm. So once again, I learn from people around me. I go, oh, pineal gland. All oh, right, never heard of that. Oh, third eye. Yeah, I've heard of that. Well, there's a group third eye blind. Yeah. Uh. My third eye is not blind, hopefully. <laughs> non-judgment and curiosity. Well, non-judgment is the hardest thing. I ask every day not to judge somebody, all people all around me. Curiosity, never lose curiosity because curiosity is life. If you are open to everything around you, being curious about things, open to learning, open to learning something from a book or from people around you, nature, be curious. It's good. See the good in people. Yeah, well, because everyone's got good in them, even the baddest-ass person around. There's some good there somewhere. So it's easy to look for the bad stuff. It's easy to see the bad stuff, but be good for yourself 
by seeing good in others. Power of nature. That's there. It's documented what a bushwalk will do, what some of the greatest philosophers ever have been walkers. And they, okay, they didn't have transport either, so they had to walk. But they think it's a great thinking time because you're alone with your thoughts and they're yours. Man, that's so good. The, people don't know what's, I don't know what's in my head either, by the way. But yeah, you know, <laughs> we've, we've learned that today, yeah, mate. <laughs> it's, all, it's all mine. I'm a loose cannon. But this, what is in your mind? That, and it, that's what nature, in the bush, that's I love just being alone with my thoughts. Mm. You're Creative in, time. You're in an elevator. You didn't fart, did you? <laughs> Tell me who did it. Wasn't me. Go on. I'm an elevator. A song comes on. And a a young person walks in to the elevator and and just says, You look a joyous person. Give me a tip. I'll give you a tip. Don't stand up in a canoe. <laughs> give you a tip. About smile. finding because a smile is your inside just coming out onto your face. So the smile is just not physical. The smile is coming from deep within you. So give it freely. How to wake up and feel life immediately. Well, know that you've woken up for a start. It's a bad day when you wake up dead. (laughs) It's going to get all downhill from there. So just... Be waking up and ready to go, um, and that's a, it's a mental thing. People say I'm not a morning person. Of course, you are a morning person. Everybody's a morning person. Wake up and think, I've got all my waking hours to rip this day apart. Yeah. So I'm going to do it because I mightn't be here tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know how much of the day I'm going to get through before I could fall off the perch. Mm. So grab it and run with it. At 72 years of age, Ian Skippen. What do you believe is the meaning of life? (laughs) What is the meaning of life? Well, it's life itself. While there is life, there is hope and you've got life in you. So that I reckon that is the meaning of life. It's just, it's succinct. It's a little word. It's four letters that encompasses everybody, encompasses you. That's the meaning of life. You got life. So live it. Yeah. You got life, so live it. Yeah. I started off this podcast by saying, gee, I love this guy and I love your laughter, I love your fun, I love the joy of life and it's written all over your face. We've heard it in your voice. Ian Skip and I can't thank you enough for being a part of A Journey with Bernie. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be uh, along with you with a pack on our back and unpacking stuff on a journey through life, but a journey with Bernie. Thank you, mate. On that note, mate, I want you to come to Nepal with us. I'm going to try to get you there like our listeners. On May the 23rd, I'm leaving to do Everest Base Camp and I would love our listeners, I would love Ian Skippen on board there and let's have an absolute hoot going to that most glorious part of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, a journey with Bernie with Ian Skippen. Thank you very, very much for being a a listener. Cheers. (laughs) What? (laughs) I do hope you enjoyed today's episode of A Journey with Bernie. I loved it. Of course, 
the contact and connection details of our special guest and any references to resource material, books or educational sources can be found in the podcast notes. Do go there, folks. Our guests would so welcome hearing from you. Now, for those of you who have previously rung me about joining our forthcoming adventures to Nepal and those glorious Himalayan trekking trails, it's truly great to have you on board. For those of you that are still interested, may I suggest you visit the website of Global Immersion Travel? That's www.gitravel.com.au. Then ring my equally enthusiastic associate, Taylor Pierce, on 0419-195-953. That's 0419-195-953. Embrace the journey, dear people. Just embrace the journey and enjoy every minute of it. And just remember... Mm -hmm.